Welcome to Emotional Detox. I'm Sherrianna, and I'm really grateful that you have chosen to show up here today. So listen, if you haven't had a chance, I encourage you to go over to my website, sherriannaboyle.com. It is there where you can get my new book, which is Emotional Detox for Anxiety, if you haven't already got it. And also I have a detox course coming up. So I want to make sure that you're registered because that's how you're going to get that information about that course. Today, I have a very special guest with me. I'm really, really excited about this. This is a topic near and dear to my heart. And I have Nancy Levin. Nancy Levin is a master coach. She's a best-selling author of several books, including her latest, Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free. She's formerly the event director at Hay House. And she did that, guys, for over a decade. She is the creator of Levin Life Coach Academy. And she offers in-depth coaching and training programs. So if any of you are thinking about being a coach designed to support clients and making themselves a priority and setting boundaries, her information can be found at nancylevin.com. Nancy, welcome to Emotional Detox. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You have nice short bio. You know, thank you for that. <laughs> Some people give you these really long bios and that's okay mm-hmm. too. But I want to be clear to the audience here. She's a big wig. <laughs> 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 like we're getting some really, you know, she's, she's, uh, you know, she, she made it short and simple, but she's got a lot behind her and she's learned a lot, I'm sure, you know, and, and being in the industry and, and working for Hay House. So this is going to be good. I thought, Nancy, if we could start with how do you define boundaries? I define boundaries as the limits that we set around what we will or will not do, will or will not tolerate and will or will not accept. So essentially, it's looking at what's okay and what's not okay for ourselves. Mm, Wow. Okay. So it's what we will and will not do. What we will and will not do, will will or will not tolerate, and will or will not accept. Okay. So that that's pretty strong. I mean, those are powerful. I can feel the power behind those statements as you say them. So how did you get interested in this topic? Well, as they say, we teach what we need to learn. <laughs> so I come from I come from a long life of being an overachieving people pleaser, peacekeeper, uh, not rock the boater, conflict avoider. And I spent most of my life really projecting this image of perfection to the world and managing the perception of others. So really wanting to give people a specific lens to see me through. Mm -hmm. And what happens is when we're living in that place of constantly trying to please other people, we are essentially putting our worthiness in the hands of others. Mm -hmm. We're attaching our worth and value to what we do achieve and produce. Mm -hmm. And this is a very precarious proposition Mm -hmm. when we're letting someone else be the governor of that. And what happens is along the way, we are abandoning ourselves for the sake of other people. And we really disappear from our own lives. 
So most of my life was spent certainly not even knowing what a boundary was. And listen, none of us were really taught about boundaries. You know, it's not something we grew up learning about. So I didn't really know what a boundary was, let alone that it was something I could declare for myself. Mm-hmm. So my journey of boundaries in specifics has been through leaving an 18-year marriage. And that was really the first time that I ever set a truly life-altering boundary by, by not going back. Wow. And that was 10 years ago. Okay. So is that what got you really realizing what, is that when you first started to learn boundaries yourself was the idea that you weren't going to go back? It was the first time that I really started learning. I mean, I can remember being in a therapist's office and she gave me a piece of rope and she said, you know, I want you to put this rope around you to delineate your boundaries, Mm -hmm. you know, your energetic boundary, your physical space. Mm -hmm. And I sat on the floor And all that was touching the floor was basically my tailbone and my heels. I was so scrunched up in a ball. Mm. And I put the rope as tightly around me as I could. Wow. And that was at that time in my life, my sense of what my boundaries were. And I really started to need, I needed to learn how to actually expand out that I could take up more, I could take up space. I could actually bring my own truth into the conversation. I mean, the whole boundary conversation is about an invitation to start considering yourself as much as, and then ultimately more than you're considering everyone else in your life. Wow. So you didn't have any boundaries. I mean, I that's what you're boundaries. saying. I had no boundaries. And especially, you know, and the thing is, is that there were ways in which having no boundaries really served me. I mean, I was exceptional at my job at Hay House in that role of event director. You know, the sto- the book opens with, you know, a very boundaryless story of me flying across the country to retrieve Wayne Dyer's briefcase that he left. And, you know, I was the kind of person who would just do anything for anyone you know, so I could get the accolades, so I could get the gold stars. So you were the behind the scenes, like, let's make this happen. And let's make, I, let's make it happen smoothly. I'll always smooth out any bump in the road. Nobody has to feel a thing. I'll do it all for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You just stay right there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's fascinating. So, so you're taking care of everybody else, helping everybody else expand yep. while you are boundaryless. It comes to a point where you're marriage and you realize I got, I'm, I'm in a situation that needs to change. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it sounds like it was a big decision for you not to go back. Setting that boundary that you were going to stick to your, your choice. Yeah, it was a very, it was a very big boundary to set. I was, you know, the context of my marriage was very challenging. Uh, It was abusive. It was controlling. And the person who I was at the time didn't know how to stand up, didn't know how to have a voice, didn't know how to take responsibility. And so I was really in a lot of fear. Yeah. And the last time that I left and did not go back was really the first step in the direction of creating a new life for myself. Would you say, Nancy, that part of the journey of setting a boundary, is there a piece, and and I'm thinking about what you just said with your journey, is there a piece where you have to be open to the unknown 
I think always. I mean, part of part of the beauty of the unknown is that's where possibility mm. is born. You know, mm-hmm. there are options that become available to us in the unknown. Mm-hmm. And so there is an element of being willing to say yes to mm. what doesn't even feel concrete, mm. but following a particular feeling even. Because when you talk about expanding and you say setting, when I'm imagine, I love your visualization on the rope. You know, it really helps to kind of help us to get a sense of what that felt like and what state you were in. And you had that rope so tightly wound around you. And then you start to learn to expand. And I want to talk more about how do you set boundaries as well. Um, But when I think of expansion, you can't expand and have everything in in your control, right? I mean, there is an element where you expand and you're going to have to be willing sometimes to not know what's going to happen next. Right. And to, and, to, and to be able to weather any sort of discomfort around that. And when I'm talking about expanding with boundaries in particular, you know, most people relate to boundaries as keeping out, you know, yeah. a boundary against even, you know, that it's something that's built to keep something out. But I'm also talking about boundaries in terms of the way that we're going to carefully choose and consciously curate what to bring in. Mm, I love that. I hope everybody heard that. (laughs) I love that to consciously curate what you're going to bring in. Mm -hmm. So it's not always about keeping something out. Yeah. I mean, because it's also looking as you're, you know, as you're sort of weighing everything as you're as we're considering what our limits are, it's also, you know, like, what can I live with and what won't I live without? Mm. And starting to get really clear on this. And especially if you are someone who's been in this people pleasing mode, chances are you have never really considered, Mm. (laughs) you know, yourself in this mix. And so that's why I was saying before, you know, the invitation really is around considering yourself first before someone else Mm. and noticing the ways in which we begin to default to the people around us, whether we're, you know, whether we're acquiescing, whether we're compromising, whether we're shutting down, you know, Mm -hmm. whether we're going along to get along, you know, something like that. And Mm -hmm. to start recognizing that we actually need to amplify our own voice of preference and desire. Mm. So you leave your marriage, you eventually move away from Hay House, right? Yes. I, uh, I was there for 12 years and then just a, about nearly six years ago, I left, I, left my, I left my job there, a job that I loved and never thought I would ever leave. Yeah. But having done some very deep personal work as a result of my divorce, mm-hmm. I ended up uh, deciding to do my dear friend and mentor, the late Debbie Ford's year-long mm. coaching certification program. Yes. And as a result of that, mm-hmm. I was really never, I had no designs on being a coach. I just thought I would do the program for my own inner learning. Yeah. And on the other side of that training, I was unrecognizable from the woman who had started. Really, And I knew that in that moment, my calling really then became clear to help other people get free. And it almost sounds like it would be impossible for you to squeeze yourself back into that role again. It would be 
utterly impossible. I mean, I think about it often and I reminisce. I mean, the woman who has my job at Hay House now was with me from day one when I, when, when it was mine. Yeah. So, you know, we've covered a lot of ground. (laughs) We've seen a lot of things. And even the two of us reminiscing, we're both like, how did we even do that? And she does the job very differently than I do, but still there was, there's no way I could go back to doing what I did. Wow. So what's life like today? How do you live your life? How, how does someone who's listening and recognizing that they're compromising and they're people pleasing and they're more focused on keeping things out yet at the same time, they're looking to expand and they realize that they can't control everything and have to take that leap of faith. What would you suggest for that person as the first step in setting boundaries or beginning this journey? So I think it actually begins with learning how to say no Mm. with grace and gratitude instead of guilt and excuses. Uh Uh-huh. Like that. And being able, you know, I always tell my clients, if a direct request comes in and you're ready to say no, say no. Yeah. And if you're not, simply say, I will let you know tomorrow Mm. so that you can build in some space to consider what you want. Because most of us go to a knee-jerk yes. Yeah. We say yes out of obligation, out of responsibility. We say yes because we want to be the hero. We say yes because we don't want someone else to be disappointed or angry. You know, there's a whole host of reasons why we say yes. Yeah. And we really need to consider desire. So yes is a response to desire not a response to all of these other things. Mm. And then when we say no, we can do it from a place of grace. Like Mm. I said, grace and gratitude. We don't need to bring in apology. We don't need to bring in a story, a song and a dance, an excuse. It can be really simple. It can be, thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm not available. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And let the other person... We yeah. hope we complicate it. Yeah. yeah. And we also want to try to control someone else's experience. Yeah. We want to manage someone else's experience. Yeah. And here's the thing. Yeah. Someone else's response to my truth yeah. is not my responsibility. Yes. So okay. this is another piece of the boundary conversation. The boundary between where I end and someone else begins. Mm. not to take responsibility for what is not mine. Mm-hmm. And so someone yeah. else's response is not my responsibility. That's not mine. Yeah. yeah, so true. You know, I was just having this conversation last night because I teach psychology at a college. And last night we're talking about addiction and people who are supporting loved ones who are suffering from addiction. Mm-hmm substance abuse, things like that. And, and really this came up, you know, wanting to, wanting to help their friend or help Mm -hmm. fix it, or what can I do kind of thing. And, and it reminds me of what you're saying now that it's, you, you really have to know your boundaries with these things because sometimes you can interfere, right? Sometimes saying yes, interferes with the growth and expansion of someone else. Yes. I mean, because really we have to look at the ways we're enabling. Yeah. And, you know, this is an important piece because again, we need to stay here Mm. in our choices. 
mm-hmm. not over there. We need to bring the attention back here. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I work with a coaching client who I'll ask a very direct question mm-hmm. and the answer, the answer is really something that would start with I. Yeah. And my client will answer with he or she. Yes. Yeah. So it's the way that we, you know, we defer <laughs> to someone else. It's the yeah. way that we, it's the way that we start to dissociate from ourselves. Yeah. And so, you know, also in this context, when we're looking at our own boundaries, we want to be clear about the fact that if our boundaries are being crossed, mm. we are the ones crossing them. Mm-hmm. So again, I'll have clients say, I tried to set a boundary. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a powerful statement. It right? is powerful. It's so very powerful. You're saying we are the ones crossing them. We are the ones crossing our own boundaries. So if, you know, I have clients who come to me and will say something like, I tried to set a boundary, but he or she kept crossing it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, yeah. you actually enabled, you yeah. created the space, you allowed. So it's mm-hmm. no one's job to yeah. respect, honor, or hold your boundary. It's yours. Our boundaries are always an inside job. So my boundaries are always between me and me, even if they involve another person. Boundaries are not wanting someone else to change. Mm -hmm. That's not a boundary. Wanting someone else's behavior to change, not a boundary. Boundary is me being clear about what's okay for me, what's not okay for me, and how I'm going to honor that and how I'm going to take care of myself. So everyone's got that. So it starts with you being clear, like which how we started this conversation with what you will and will not accept. It sounds like you need to have that clarity first. And sometimes you do need support with that. Absolutely. And someone like Nancy can, can help you out and just getting that number one step is getting clarity. And then it, it's about us. And it does get messy because, you know, as I wear my emotional detox hat, What I sometimes find is people don't want to set boundaries because when you don't set boundaries, there's a whole lot of behaviors in there that they, they, it's a way that people can manage their emotions. Well, here's the thing. Yes. There will always be consequences to setting a boundary and not setting a boundary. Mm -hmm. So again, it's about the discernment of what can I live with? What, what won't I live without? Am I willing to sit with these consequences? Am I willing to sit with these consequences? Yeah. And being able to, to discern there. Yeah. But most people, I mean, a couple of things, most people don't set boundaries. The number one reason I see is people don't know what to say. Yeah. True. And I would say the other is that there's sort of this idea that if I set a boundary, I'm a bitch. Yes. Or setting a boundary equals abandonment. Yeah. So it's very extreme. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is boundaries can be set with grace, with love, yeah, with kindness. To yeah. me, set when we verbalize a boundary to someone else, yeah, and we're expressing our boundary. And I'll say that, you know, I give a lot of scripts and a lot of tips around the way to speak about boundaries in the book. Yeah. But always to start with I, because most of us think setting a boundary sounds like you always, you never, Yeah. if you do this, then here's the ultimatum. You yeah. know, we, we look at boundary setting as pointing a finger at someone else, Yeah. which only keeps us in blame 
and victimhood. Yeah. So I'm talking about taking boundaries coming from the place of I'm taking responsibility yeah. for my needs. Yeah. And I'm going to honor them. And here's how I'm going to, here's how I'm going to care for myself. Yeah. And the only way you can do it when you, when you speak of grace is you can't do something from a place of grace without focusing on yourself. Right. It's impossible. Yeah. Right. Yes. You, I would agree. Have, you have to tune into yourself first. If you're looking to come across with grace and gratitude, otherwise people are not going to believe you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, right. And, and, you know, and, and that's the whole, you know, it's the whole thing with boundary setting too, is, you know, we don't want to be like the little girl who cried wolf. We want to yeah. really make sure that we're standing in our truth, that we're in alignment, that we're expressing ourselves from the heart yeah, and that we're standing in being more than okay. Not even just okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it being more than okay for yeah. us to actually be able to give voice to our truth. Yeah. And to me, that's freedom. If I can reveal my truth without fear, that's freedom. Yeah. So again, first you need the clarity. You have to get clear and then you have to focus on yourself. Mm -hmm. And then as you go through that process, what you're saying is that's going to start to strengthen your voice. Very much you're gonna, so. You're going to be able to articulate yourself in a well where you're in alignment with... Yeah. And again, you know, it, it boundaries don't all need to be spoken out loud mm -hmm. because again, we're not looking to someone else to even up to uphold the boundary. So mm -hmm. if I set a boundary, even if the boundary is between me and someone else, it's still my responsibility. Mm -hmm. So I can let them know or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. So it gives people permission to say, I'm choosing to set a boundary, but I don't have to tell the per other person I'm setting a boundary, but I'm choosing to tune into myself and, yeah. and know ahead of time what I will and will not accept. I focus on myself through this process. I develop that sense of centeredness and groundedness so that when I, if and when I do have to speak up, I do it with, with grace and gratitude. Yes. That's just lovely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, I have a million things going through my mind here. And I'm thinking about uh, people in situations where they, you know, they have, I'm thinking about work. Yeah. I mean, people talk yeah. about it at work a lot, um, needing to set boundaries with people who are talking about other people or, or even in families. We do that. Do you have any tips on that? Really, it's about. It's, it's, again, it's not about changing someone else's behavior. It's about removing yourself from the conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you're removing yourself to tune into yourself, not well, like, so you're talking about gossip, right? That's what you're saying. That's like, what I hear a lot from people on my end mm -hmm. is, is how do you deal with work kinds of things when right. things not at work. Yes. Right. So, so you were saying about talking about other people. Yeah. Right. So if that, you know, something, an example like that to simply say, like, I'm not comfortable partaking mm. in conversations where we're talking about people behind their back. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I'm just letting you know that if you guys continue with the gossip, mm -hmm. I'm going to excuse myself from the conversation. Wow. Pretty powerful. So it's, it's not about, it's not saying no more gossiping or don't gossip. Sure. It's simply yeah. saying I'm not I'm, comfortable. Yeah. 
you guys have a choice. Like you guys can keep talking. You guys can keep gossiping. Yeah. And if you do, if you do that, here's how I'm going to take care of myself. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. And and it also happens in families. And when we talk about our children, people talk about their children. Mm-hmm. They talk about the other child in front of another child. You know, and, and it just breeds this conflict and competition in the family. And sometimes it makes people feel a little bit like we are talking behind their backs, mm-hmm. right? that they can't trust us. So these are great examples. I imagine that your book, and again, her her book, guys, is Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free. The Ultimate Guide to Telling the Truth, Creating Connection, and Finding Freedom at nancylevin.com. Look out for her coaching programs. And wow, Nancy, is there anything else that you want to leave with us before we sign off today? I really want to impress upon everyone listening that we have so much more power than we give ourselves credit for. Mm -hmm. And to me, our greatest power lies in the choices that we make. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always look at this, that where we are now is the culmination of all of our choices, our decisions, our actions Mm -hmm. up until this moment. So true. And if we want the future to look different Yeah. We're going to have to make different choices. So I look at our present moment choices as our crystal ball. Our present moment choices are predicting our future. Mm -hmm. And so we have so much power to live into the life we desire Mm -hmm. by paying attention and making the choices that serve us instead of sabotage us. That's great. I love that. And I, I so believe that too, that our, one of our greatest powers is our ability to choose. And so if you want to shift things, if you have a situation where you're realizing that, and again, boundaries are not about stopping or keeping things out, but they're also a way to expand. And you've heard it from Nancy, how she has expanded. And, and once you expand, you can't go back, folks. <laughs> you cannot shrink and put yourself back in that box. So, right. you know, it can feel a little uncomfortable and a little yeah. scary and a little nerve nervous. But I always say that's good because that means that, you know, you're ready. We're ready to grow. You can't grow without a little bit of nerves in, in your tummy and a little bit of trepidation. But once you do and you get that clarity, man, right? The sky's the limit. The sky is the limit. So thank you so much, Nancy. It's a pleasure having you and definitely come back anytime and give us an update on what you're doing. Okay. Thanks so much. You're welcome. And for everybody out there, remember your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Until next time, see you soon. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Emotional Detox live group coaching sessions and all of Sherrianna's books, go to sherriannaboyle.com.